Hello, friends, and welcome to Profoundish. I'm today's host, Weston. Alex will be joining me as we talk about... It's a super casual episode today in the first half. We're going to talk about, like, TV shows. Like, we talk about Adventure Time for a really long time. So come join us as we just kind of nerd out on stuff that we used to watch on YouTube and on TV. It's great. But then we do a complete 180 and go deep into some moral dilemmas and decide what the moral high ground is on some very strange topics. It's profound ish. <laughs> episode or like one like when we're together in person i'm, I'm gonna do a phantom clap with you just be, just because i want you to do it you know yeah like as if we're recording we'll be like on a stage somewhere for thousands of people to see us on somewhere i don't yeah. know that one day and we'll just be like sitting on opposite ends of the stage with microphones like as far away from each other as possible and you're gonna be like listen do the phantom clap and i'll be okay alex <laughs> and i'll clap <laughs> we'll be yelling at each other uh, even though we have microphones <laughs> And then, like, the real, like, OG diehard fans, like, in the audience, like, know exactly what we're doing. Because we've, like, <laughs> let people into that secret, like, once or twice. I like the idea of, um, like, there are people at, like, conventions. So they'll be, like, because I'll hear about this from people that have gone to conventions that are, like, YouTubers, right? So they'll be at some convention, and they have, like, a panel or whatever. And they're, like, on a stage, and people can kind of come in and, like, sit down. And, like, you know, there's, like, an hour where they do whatever. But a lot of those conventions, like if you're at a convention and you don't know who someone is, you might just wander in like, oh, well, who's this person? I'll come check out this uh, this panel or whatever. So you get people that, wa- that wander in in those like live events that actually don't have any history, right? So I just imagine someone coming in, right. sitting down with no idea what we are, what we do, or what we're talking about. And it's like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I see. I'm trying to put myself in those shoes. Like, I don't know if I, I guess if you're there and you're just kind of, there for the experience i guess i would sit in but usually i'd be looking for people i really know but maybe there's a free hour where you don't have anything right and maybe so you're, you're like, like oh hey, why not maybe this uh panel looks really busy it must be someone famous or something so i'm gonna just try to get in i have always you talked about one of these things happening uh near where you live recently or some sort of convention or some sort of thing like that recently? yeah i missed some and kind of gaming convention that was in town that i had no idea until it was over i was like what which, which surprised me that it was there i w- probably it wasn't like very big or something like yeah. that but but um i've always wanted to go to to like a gaming like really any sort of i I'd, I'd prefer to go to like a game focused con but i'd really go to kind of anything like that anything of the sort because there are ones that are game dedicated and there's ones that are like kind of everything so but i would love to go to one sometime i've never been i know our buddy uh, logan usually makes the trip up to gen con like every year and i was kind of like playing yeah. around with the idea of trying to go up there this year i don't think i'm gonna pull it off i don't think i'm gonna swing it but um because it's coming it's uh so i don't know when, when does this episode release are we past august is it already long over i don't know when this episode comes out <laughs> But whatever it comes out, it may have It's late happened. August or early September, yeah. Yeah, I'm not mathing it out right now, so it may or may not have passed. But if anyone out there knows what Gen Con is and if you've ever been, I was thinking about going. Maybe you met me there. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> to find out. 
So that is um, what is that? Educate me. I'm not sure. Is that because I know what he's super into? Is it mainly just that, or is it other things too? It's a. Uh... This is the about section. Gen Con is the largest tabletop game convention in North America by both attendance and number of events. It features traditional pen and paper, really? board and card games, including role-playing games, miniatures, war games, live-action role-playing games, collectible card games, and strategy games. Wow. So, yeah. And you just had that at the top of your head? No, I said this is the about section. <laughs> You should have just gone with it. I already yeah, said. I, mean, I already said this that. is their about. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, totally. Top oh, of my head. okay. I thought you were. I thought you were just like being super like into yourself and saying, "I am the about section. I I've am, got it right here. <laughs> I am the about section." I just roll my eyes into the back of my head and just start reading off of my brain of the, oh, this this vast amount of information I just keep tucked away. <laughs> wow. The internet gets its information from Weston's brain. Let that sink in. <laughs> when you Google something, it's coming from me, and I know what you've been Googling, and you should be ashamed. <laughs> that was, um, I think that was a, um, what, what, what's it called? Something, I almost said, oh, uh, college humor, right? I almost, I almost said Comedy Central. I think college humor on like YouTube or whatever. I think mm-hmm. they do a, that segment i think it's them that does it where it's it's if google was a person or if google was a guy or whatever hilarious that was that was one of the last things i think i saw college humor do that i like liked but that was really funny i need to rewatch that yeah i don't remember the last time people, i watched college humor it's been a long time because <laughs> people pe- people would uh because like they'd be sitting down if you haven't seen the video basically it's just this guy sitting at like this just to my to my memory it's like you're kind of in like a poorly lit room like in this like this dingy office somewhere and he's Google. He's sitting at a desk and then people are like sitting down in chairs yeah. across from the desk and they're and they're talking to him like they would search it. So it's right. like why my belly button purple? Or just you know, some this, these Why weird belly button questions. purple? Why belly button purple? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one guy kept repeating it. It's like it's not gonna change the answer. Stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh funny. Did you show me the Tetris video? I did by um, yeah. I think it was by college That's a classic. or whatever the Tetris, and because mm-hmm. it's like the guy's like building up Tetris and he's not getting the final line piece or whatever, and it's like oh oh my lord, what should we send down? To? It's like this like, Olympic gods or whatever deciding what pieces fall from the sky. What piece shall we send? Square block, and like the the god figures like <laughs> square block. Oh wise decision, sire or whatever. Uh, L block, and it gets to the point where it's like it just keeps stacking, and, and they, the guy needs a line block. It's like please, my lord, be merciful. Square block or whatever. And he just <laughs> refuses to do it. And then finally, the guy making the, the, like, setting it up, like, blocks the space where he needs a line piece. And then the, the god character is like, line piece. And it's like, like, angel people are like, no, my lord, line piece. This is not right, my lord. Line piece. Just like line piece after line piece. It was, anyway, I still, I still think Funny it's funny video. I, anyway, I just explained the whole video. Go watch it. God. Uh, that was early you, YouTube for you me. You also, yeah, that was I. That was I think that might have been my first exposure to college humor, at least for me. I remember you showing me that. Um, I remember also just recently. I don't know if we talked about this on the pod or if it was after one of our sessions, but we, uh, Weston and I, are both fans of Dog of Wisdom, <laughs> and and Dog of Wisdom two came out. 
Yeah. Kind of not that long ago. By the time this, this episode point. comes out, it's been like a couple months or something, I think. But Right. But it's good. It, 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 it's good. I need to rewatch it because I already kind of forgot. It's not like like printed onto my brain like uh like the original Dog of Wisdom is. So I, I need to I need to get there. It's because like the original is like a good. minute long. So there's not like a lot to remember. It's like short. And then the second one is right. like it's of itself only like two minutes long. Like it, it's quick. I just like that but they came it's up. It's double. It's double. It's the second one. It and it's double. And it came out like whatever it was, like eight years later or something. I don't remember. I don't remember. What is your wisdom? See, I there's like a huge like response to it too, and like just looking at the views and the comments and stuff. And it's funny because I never knew that it it didn't seem like it was that popular of a video, but it got a lot of traction, and I didn't realize it. I didn't think. Now I'm not trying to. I'm I'm assuming like something like Charlie the Unicorn had way more views, but I'm just saying. It seemed like I got a ton of feedback, and I just thought when we watched it, it was kind of like a pretty popular video, but not as popular as it actually was. Well, like, I don't know. I It must have just had a cult following over time, and the fact that there's like no, there was no other sequel. It was just a one-off video. So I guess people <laughs> right. just didn't really talk about it. Like, you mentioned Charlie the Unicorn had a few videos and it had and, you know there was that spin-off series Charlie Ta Unicron which was like a yep. scuffed version of like all the bad ideas he'd been sent to like make new new videos or whatever so like it had a whole thing around it that's film cow makes makes those videos and so he had a whole thing around that and i feel like those videos had more of an impact because you know people were getting more content there was there's more stuff to it whereas the one dog of wisdom random 1 minute long video just didn't actually have the impact, but apparently a lot of people did see it and secretly treasured it. This this is just my personal experience, um, but I remember that Charlie the Unicorn. This is back when they like it was still much more relevant on the internet. But that was the first time I I remember talking to a female about a YouTube video. I thought you were going to just say a female and I'm not in saying general. It. That was the first time I'd spoken to a female. That was the first time I'd spoken to a female, all because of that video. No, but I... And once again, I mean, I, I had more friends that were boys. I'm not saying that there's any real concrete something here. But um, I do remember, like, I'd always talk about YouTube, like, videos with, with, with the guys. guys. And then I remember, like, there was more... A few gals that I would talk to like YouTube about and they like or they'd start the conversation actually and it would be about Charlie the Unicorn I'm thinking oh I know that video and then we'd like talk about it and I don't know if that that broke a lot of ground <laughs> that video did I think <laughs> it brought people together <laughs> it, it just did and that no did he also do um um llamas with hats yes or is that somebody else okay yeah he did it he seemed did very llamas similar if it yeah. wasn't him he had that series as well which that is a series that spirals after the, like, like, cause he always intended it to be like three episodes it. and he was like done with it. But like, there's like 12. You'll, you'll remember there's like 12 videos and the only, many. Yes. And the only reason there's that oh. many is because people kept pestering him. So he literally intentionally, I'm going to like, I'm done with the series, but people keep begging and I'm tired of it. I'm going to actually intentionally run it to the ground. So he pushed out 12 out of spite. You know what? what? In a way, I kind of respect that. Like, because I don't know, there's something to be said to that. You know, that it's, it's that artist like integrity. You, you, you know, you know what you got. 
you're going to make it until you're done. And when you're done, you're just kind of done. Like, but I, I, I like that he just kind of, you know what? F you. If you want these, I'll, I'll make, I'll put my crap ideas together. Let's do it and see how you like it. That's probably why I didn't realize that there were that many episodes because I probably ended up dipping out because they weren't as good anymore. Because, well, yeah, they started getting weird and like sad <laughs> further along you went. Wow. Because, like, you get to the point where, um, basically it's it's a post-apocalypse because the the one uh llama i don't remember their names the one llama that like kills everybody like does it he finally kills everybody he brings about the apocalypse carl yeah so carl carl Carl. (laughs) like to the point where carl's friend the other llama this is a spoiler alert everybody if you want to watch the series but i still recommend watching the first three videos because they're hilarious but if you want to go beyond that Eventually, everyone's dead, and that includes Carl's llama friend. Everyone is dead. And so, <laughs> Carl's... Wow. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Carl, he... Because Carl and the other llama, ha, like, have this, like... Um, they, they, like, split up because Carl's, like, a psychopath and isn't a good friend. So the other llama finally leaves. And Carl's like, well, fine, I don't need you, or whatever. And he kind of does his own thing, and he makes, like, best friends with basically, like, this flesh mask of, like, a human he'd killed. It's really gross. But... <laughs> But he does that for a while, Weird. and it becomes a stand-in for his psyche, where he's talking to himself. He's like struggling with his own demons. Like, there's a question if it's e- if it's even real. But that's a whole other thing. If you want to go like deep into the the nonsense, point is, he goes to like the apartment of his friend to finally meet him, and, like make amends. But it's too late. It's the apocalypse. His friend had died. God knows when. So everyone's dead on the planet. And in the 12th episode, finally, like after being broken down by being alone on this planet by just like all he ever wanted to do was be funny and make friends with this other llama guy that he, you know, because he was such a psycho about it, he pushed his friends away. He pushed everybody away that he's alone on the, in the world. And he's he's like at the top of like a bridge or something. And the the final moments of the final of this entire series is him just screaming Carl into the void. And he just jumps off the bridge and that's the end of the show. Oh my gosh, I didn't know any of this. <laughs> it gets so dark. You watch the first three videos and they're just wow. hil- they're just hilarious. They're kind of dark humor, but they're hilarious. But then four right. on is just a spiral into the pit of darkness. And the way it ends is so beautiful. People are obsessed with this series, or were back in the day. And it's so beautiful because there's a line early on in the series uh, when... Uh, <laughs> When Carl has like sunk a cruise liner or whatever, and mm-hmm. I don't remember what he says, but uh, the other llama's like, "There are people screaming," and Carl says something about like, "Oh yeah, screaming is the sound of forgiveness" or something like that. So at the end, when he's screaming Carl out into the void, he's asking for forgiveness, oh and then he gosh. jumps off the bridge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's just like it's amazing. It's so mind blowingly amazing, but it just gets so dark. <laughs> Wow, I'm curious just to go through that. I did not realize it kept going on that far. Yeah, it just keeps going. Wow. And they're objectively, the, the individual videos, like, after three, basically, are not really very good by themselves. Like, not really. And that was, like, the point. I If yeah. I remember right, because I think I heard this in a, because it's not like I know the guy, Film Cow. I don't remember what his real name is. But, um... I don't know him personally, but I think I was listening to an interview, and I, I I think that's what I remember him saying was that he was just kind of like really tired of being begged for more episodes. So like, if I remember correctly, he's like, "I'm just gonna run this into the ground," and that's what he like 
what he did. And wow. I was just like, well, what a way to do it. What a guy dang legend. <laughs> I don't know. No kidding. What a way to do it. Wow. I, uh, I like when shows... An example I think of. So I do like when shows take a turn. Now, that sounds like an extreme turn, of course. But something that, that reminded me of was, um, to, a, to a different degree, is, is Adventure Time. Yeah. Because I remember there was, there was a time when kind of all of us for a while, well, maybe not, I don't know if you really were into it so much, but I know like a lot of our group of friends were. And um, we were, anyway, we were watching it. And it started off as just as a super, just really weird, kind of off-the-wall, goofy show. And then it got really serious at the end. The last couple seasons, I never finished it. I actually still want to. But the last few seasons, they're not, they do get darker and they get a lot more, like, serious, a lot more adult themes. Because um, if there's one thing that that show always did is it always had, like, the young audience's attention, even at the beginning. I noticed that. Like, you'd go into, like, a Hot Topic you know, back when Hot Topic was a thing. Well, I mean, maybe it still is. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> you'd see that Adventure Time stuff everywhere, right? And Hot Topic is like, you know, like a teenager slash young adult kind of place. And But that show was originally, it, at least it, it was kind of marketed towards like kids. Right. I mean, it was like really colorful and there's a bunch of different princesses and they're, they're all like weird fruits and they're, you know, adult and just weird things. But very quickly, and I'm wondering, the reason why I brought up, like, the teenager, young adult thing is I'm wondering if they were just kind of, they were really learning who their real target audience was, and they were, like, slowly writing to that. I, I don't know. I think that's absolutely what happened, because when you it. watch, like, the pilot, and you watch the first season, like, it's definitely geared younger. Not like Goo Goo Gaga babies or anything, but it's definitely geared towards kids, with, like, yeah. maybe a joke here or there for, you know, the parents probably watching or whatever. But, like, something about the humor and maybe the animation or something about it. Because it was kind of a weird show anyway. Uh, I think at yeah. some point in season one, whoever... how I don't know how ratings work. I don't know how TV networks figure out who's watching stuff. I don't know if it's based on merch sales. I don't know how they figure this stuff out. But they figure it out that, like... Their, tar- their target audience, they were watching the show, but they had a greatly increasing audience and older than their target. So they started writing older. And of course, as the seasons went on, the older people they were writing to were themselves getting older. So like you're getting into the teens, right. you're getting to the young adults, people dealing with, like you said, like adult themes and, and topics or whatever. So they started sprinkling more and more of that drama stuff and more and more of that hidden lore I got really into um, Ice King. I forget what his real name is. It's Simon something. Oh, I love I got, his story. I was starting to get just super into his story and he how he's like connected to Marceline and just I was like getting really into all this like history stuff because when you're introduced to Ice King earlier on in the show, he's just a really goofy guy who's an evil wizard that wants to kidnap princesses, but like he's just kind of right a goof or whatever. And then you find he's got this tragic story about how he got to who he is. And he's basically like an Alzheimer's patient, right? He doesn't remember Jack about what he, who he is or anything. Yeah. He's one of my, because of the depth in like, he's one of my favorite cartoon characters. And, um, for the, for the same reason. And I remember, do you remember that? I got emotional actually. The episode, the one where it really kind of breaks down. I mean, there's multiple episodes where it breaks down him and like Marceline's story, yeah, and how they're connected. But the one in particular where 
um, the song, the Marceline, is it just you and me in the records of the world? Yeah. There's like that whole, oh. I'm getting just, tingles that, that whole now. song. <laughs> is it just you and me in the wreckage of the world? And she's like, I guess she's reading something he was writing to her as he was slowly losing his mind right. or something like that. I think it's what that, but that something was like a that. song. It, oh, so good. Anyway, there's our, there's our other wreck is Adventure Time. It's great. I think what hooked me was the humor at first because yeah. I was getting into it when it was still new. And my sister, who was the real target age at that time, at least, <laughs> um, she was into it. And I was like, eh, whatever. And what hooked me, or not what hooked me, but what made me decide to watch it, this is so stupid, but I looked at the logo of the show and it it like it basically like rips off Zelda. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know what? It rips off Zelda. I love Zelda. I'm just going to watch it. Is it anything like <laughs> Zelda? No. But I just but then I watch it, and the first episode I saw, it was the one, I don't know if you remember this or not, this is early on, but it's the one where the Ice King comes over to fit, or, uh, Jake and Finn's first slumber party. <laughs> yeah, I and, remember that one. Not slump, and and... So like, but I I think he's spending the night to try and get like intel on Princess Bubblegum or something. something. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't but anyway, but the moment that got me for some reason was that it's that's that weird zany humor. But it's the next morning, and like Jake and Finn are kind of like ah, I don't know if I'd like the Ice King being here, but he's like being okay. And then the next morning comes around, and they all wake up, and they're looking at Ice King, and he's like. I guys, I'm, I think I'm gonna go make some breakfast, and then they're like, "Oh, oh, okay, yeah, great." They're like surprised because you know the Ice King's the Ice King, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna go put my foot in it." <laughs> and they just look at him, and then nothing happens for like two minutes, and then it goes, then it cuts to the scene in the kitchen, and he's like cooking, and he's like slowly like just tapping his foot into the into the eggs like on the stove and he's like I don't want to put in too much foot it'll take away from the natural flavor of the omelet <laughs> just it just it's such a stupid adventure type joke but I thought this is hilarious and there's more jokes like that and then I just fell in love with it there's there's <laughs> the, the hook for me initially oh. like it's the dumb humor and the stuff that like shouldn't be that funny there's there's an episode I think it might be episode one it's super early I don't remember but there's a point where for some reason Finn needs to get a thing from like these villagers or he's helping these villagers or something but like they're the villagers are being bullied by like this giant like sentient barn who's called the farm so like what I don't remember this. it's like I literally a mountain doing that yeah it, I remember the mountain one this is not the mountain one but like okay this is super early, and Finn's like, I challenge you, or whatever, whatever it is he says. But the part that I always quote is just the farm's like, you want, you want to fight me? You think you could take on me, the farm? <laughs> <laughs> and we, st- Marley and I will still like, you think you could take me, the farm? <laughs> it's just like a giant barn or whatever. Oh my God. Finn goes running I, up uh... to fight him, the barn like kicks him, Finn goes freaking flying or whatever. <laughs> But, but honestly, you, you. I think it was that first season though where you start the weird dark stuff started happening quickly though. Because do you remember like there was one or two episodes where it was a very happy ending, and this is season one. Everyone's happy and smiling, but then, but then all of a sudden, right before it cuts to commercial, it zooms in on that evil snail with the red eyes. Yeah, that was and that that was effed up. Like I remember, like first, I'm like what the what the hell was that? And that and. That's when you start finding out that, that snail. That ends up being a tie to the Lich King. It's a tie to the Lich King, like and that. apparently the snail is in every episode. 
But I don't think it always looks evil, does it? Or does it always look it, evil? Yeah, because it, well, it is. So it's it's always evil. It always looks evil or whatever. And it's in every episode, but it's hidden. So it's like always watching. Except, like, except there's one or two where like it just randomly will zoom in on him at the end. And he's just like waving, but his eyes are red and it's like freaky. So weird. Yeah. But it's so good. Oh, I kind of want to rewatch Adventure Time now. Um, I think it's still the creepiest episode that I think of off the top of my head is the one where Ice King is disguised for whatever reason as that like that uh, cow, that just creepy cow that's hanging out on a hill just outside of like the treehouse oh, yeah. that Finn and Jake live in. They're looking out the window and there's this creepy cow like on a hill just staring at the treehouse, not blinking, not moving or whatever. And they're like, that, we're going to do something about this creepy cow. <laughs> and it's like, it turns I out to be Ice King in the cow for whatever reason. Ice King was just being weird. But the cow was just so creepy. It looked de- derpy, but it, it just wouldn't do anything. So it was creepy. I forgot about yeah. that. I remember that it had like a weird circular face. Yeah. Like a circular body. Yeah, I do remember that. I forgot that was the Ice King, I guess, but. Yeah, it's like a big reveal right at the end that like the whole time it was Ice King. And it's like, what? I remember watching that episode. I'm like, what is this show? <laughs> um, I got to do one more reference. I'm sorry. I can't help it. But obviously, everybody loves Gunther. And um, Gunther! <laughs> He's got these like penguins laying around. And I can't remember what it is, but like Gunther's gassy. <laughs> and the, like, the Ice King's pissed about it. <laughs> And he's like, I can't be taking you around everywhere when you, when you got a stank booty, Gunther. And then like, he's, but then like, he's, I might be mixing up episodes, but I know he tells him he's got a stank booty and I think that's funny. But then like, he takes a shower because he feels icky. And then when he gets out of the shower, he takes penguins and he just like dries himself off with penguins and then just throws them. <laughs> or laying there, whack, whack. It's, God, it's just so stupid. I, uh well, I, I hope people listening are Adventure Time fans, because that's that's what this ended up being. If they're not, I mean, they have heard enough to become one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm I'm actually kind of interested. Did you ever finish the show? I did not. I don't remember where I, I dipped out, because at some point I kind of stopped watching TV in general, so I didn't really have access to whatever network it was on. Um, Cartoon Network, I think? Question mark? Whoever they were on. Yeah. Um, I wasn't watching TV anymore, so I missed all their later stuff. I kind of want to watch it through to see how it ends, because like you said, it gets a lot more deep um, towards the end or whatever, and I kind of want to see yeah. how some of the ends get tied up that I, I didn't that I didn't get to see. I I want to see that too, because it I I still don't know how it ends. This is why don't we we could make this the first show we do this with. Remember we talked about maybe like watching through something and talking about it. Like on the pod later, um, yeah, we could do maybe. Adventure Time check-ins. Uh, what? Uh, how do you stream it? What are they on? Did, can you just stream it straight from like Cartoon Network or something? Is that a thing? I don't know. That's a good. I point. have you Netflix and I have Amazon. These are the things that I have. Let's see, Adventure. These are the things that I. Have. And I am not willing to get anything <laughs> else. <laughs> Understood. Let's see where it's at. And I have YouTube Premium. It says it's for free. Okay, okay. You might be able to just watch it straight from like cartoonnetwork.com or whatever. That's what it says. I don't know if it's all seasons though. I, I want to find that out. That could be the catch. If if it is all seasons. Um that might be a fun thing to do. We can like we can chat like each season, each time we go through a season or something. That like a fun. like a book club but for like shows or something. Yeah. We could, we could definitely do yeah, something like I, that. So we'll look we'll we'll look into we'll look into uh we'll look into that 
We'll we'll have to find just dumb shows to watch, and the entire premise is that we have to f- figure out in what way is this show uh, innately profound. That does fit our brand. Yes. We can really kind of dig deep because I used to do that with you anyway. This is we were doing profoundish kind of things, Weston and I, long before the show. I used to give like I I would send songs to Weston with weird lyrics that oh, I knew yeah. that he probably didn't know. And then I'd have him like analyze the lyrics just because I thought it was really funny to see what he would come up with. And that's a great example of you thinking on your toes. And you'd always, and sometimes you'd have some really interesting things to say about like these stupid songs. So that's very profoundish too. We've always been profoundish. At least a little bit. We've always been profound ish. At least a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. yeah once you get ish. ish. Not profound, just a little profound ish. So if you don't mind my asking, what was the topic supposed to be? <laughs> Well, actually, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. No, uh, now that we're winding to the end of this segment, but um, today I thought, seeing as it's episode 51, which is technically our 52nd episode, which is our actual official, we've been doing this podcast for a year. I had a handful of wow. I know. Can you believe it? I don't. It is why. Uh, so I had a handful of like more or less like random topics that I was going to just try to like bring out like how do we start talking about a thing and then like trying to like dig at it deep on like a deeper level to like kind of go in on it. And we we were kind of doing that with these shows. Oh, okay. So like I I wasn't going to cut us yeah. off. We were like talking about, you know, Adventure Time and uh, in the profound nature of llamas with hats. And so we were kind of doing that. Kind of. We kind of did that still. Yeah. yeah. Still kind of the nature of it, yeah. You know? That's, that's what we were doing. But I, I suppose with, with that in mind, um, before we move to the next segment, congratulations, you and me. We definitely deserve it for making it a year Yeah, on this thing. I know we did. last episode will be the 50th episode, or I will be, has been, by the time you hear this, has been the, the 50th episode. And so like that's our celebration episode because 50 is a nice round number. But we did it. A year. We... It feels good for a lot of reasons. One, it's it's fun to finally have an, a like like a, a real thing that you and I have made together. Um, this will also really... be the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention? Did we mention? Um, but but no, like it, it's nice to because you and I have always collaborated, you know, for years. But it's cool to have our own thing and commit to it for for a year. And then that's the other part I was going to say was it feels good to commit, and we have committed. Um, that it just feels good it feels like an accomplishment yeah so i'm very proud yeah i like this thing that we've made yeah so yeah and i think yeah. it is something to be proud of because like it's so easy to start a thing and i know this intimately well it's so easy to oh, start yeah. a thing and then you do it for a while and then you stop like any creative endeavor any habit you know if you're like i'm gonna start working out today and yeah okay that lasts a day or two and you're like well okay i forgot that i'm also lazy so like same thing when you're creating things like i'm gonna create a thing <laughs> right. i'm gonna do this podcast with alex well like at any time either one of us could have flaked on the other for any could be totally legitimate reason scheduling stuff yeah we've had scheduling stuff come up but we've been working to always make sure we were ahead of the curve on that stuff right so like right could have fallen apart anytime technically for those that don't know alex and i have actually done a couple podcasts before that no longer exist um that i i started years and years ago shout out to anyone that remembers the g-spot podcast ah 
Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I actually, I was cleaning up my um, room uh, through some old knickknacks, and I found the old the G spot button <laughs> that I have. Yes, I. Uh, I think I. I might have sent you a picture when I was doing my spring cleaning last year. I remember I f- found that and I put that in a safe place because I didn't want to lose that. We had merch. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we at we least did. buttons. We had buttons. Um, yeah, I just threw it up on my merch store. Which actually, hilariously, that's uh, we don't have as of recording this. We don't have a merch store for Profoundish. So now that we've been doing this for a year. I think that's something to talk about. This actually. is something yeah. that Alex and I will obviously talk about privately, but like I'm putting it out there publicly to see if there's any interest out there. Anyone curious about some profoundish merch? If you've got anything that you're uh, like, oh, I would love yeah. a mug or a shirt or I would like, what something, let us know what you have in mind. We may be um, incorporating some of these elements moving forward into our second year. So, uh, I'm saying that now without yeah, li- I, without literally talking to Alex about this at all ahead of time. I'm saying it now. These things are coming. Well, throw it out there. Manifest it. I I, I no, I actually am on the similar page. We'll talk about that. But that that just may be in our in our near in our near fairly near future. Yeah. yeah so look forward uh, to that. I don't know how near or how soon. Details, details, my friends. But uh, look forward right, to it details. at some point. With that being said, yeah. I think it's time we move on to our second segment because this is a two-segmented show. Is it? Yeah, I mean it has been for like a year. Damn. Come on, man. We we <laughs> we do we Damn, do it. I didn't we know chat that. for a while and then we play like a weird kind of game. And in keeping in line with uh, being profound, at least a little ish, um, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna de- not necessarily debate, but for lack of a better word, we're gonna debate some moral quandaries. We're gonna have to determine. In certain bizarre mm. scenarios, what the moral thing to do is, I'll explain on the other side of this ad break. Profoundish is brought to you in part by Magic Man Mo, a gaming YouTube channel run by me. We stream and we do variety Let's Plays. Check out a short stream compilation to see if it's something that you're going to be into. It's a lot of fun. I made it, so I know. That's Magic Man Mo on YouTube. Profoundish is brought to you in part by Alex Duquette Medleys. I make theme song medleys, which is where I take a bunch of theme songs and mash them up into one bite-sized song. From Nickelodeon to Adult Swim, I cover it all. So, if you want to take a fun, nostalgic trip, search my name, Alex Duquette, on YouTube or go to alexduquette.net. Welcome back, everybody, to the other end of the break. The other you side. survived. The other side. Welcome to the other side of the coin. We How were on heads, feel? now we're on tails. I thought we we're, were on like the rigid edges of the coin, like it just happened to land on its edge. There's like, it's funny, and I don't remember what the percentage is, because everyone thinks like, oh, a coin flip is 50-50, but like mathematically speaking, it's not. <laughs> right. And it, it, But like the, the, the odds of it landing directly on its edge and not falling over are like astronomically small, but technically exists like mathematically exists and i just i love that it's like it's 50 50 ish <laughs> right exactly yeah there's like some sort of movie or profound ish there's, there's some sort of movie or show where like somebody does a coin flip and like they can't make a decision and then let's just flip a coin and they flip the coin and the coin lands on its side just like that i can't remember what it is but it was just like a just a funny little <laughs> jab like, at God them not being dang able to it. 
Well, that's right. when you just kind of like pound the ground or something and see which way it falls. It's like, it's going to fall one way or the other. Right, exactly. All right, so I have a game for you, and I've modified it a little bit. All right, this is, I, I just wanted, I, I, in again, in name of Profoundish, right, where we're going to like try to like maybe stretch our brainium a little bit. I've got this card game. It's a party card game, and I think I've played it all of literally one time ever. And Great. it's called Moral Dilemma. Now, it's a party game, so for like four players and up. So obviously, I'm modifying the concept here for the sake of our, of our podcast here. But the basic gist is that we're not really competing for points. We're not doing it in that way. But I'm going to present a number of moral dilemmas. That's the idea. And each dilemma presents two possible options to solve this dilemma. And the idea is we're going to decide which one is the moral decision to make, right? Like the right thing to do. Not necessarily what we would do, but like what would like be the right thing to do. And then we can talk about what we do if we want to or whatever. How's that sound? That sounds great. I love stuff like this. And I read, I was just kind of like getting used to what the cards, because I haven't seen these cards in forever. I've played this game like one time ever. Um, And I was like, I've... So here's the first one. This one's kind of funny. And it's funny uh, in another reason. There's a typo on the card. So I'm like, "Mm, man, they really quality quality check this game. But anyway, this is the first moral dilemma for everyone to figure out what we're dealing with. An 80-year-old version of you has traveled back from the future. Your future self tells you that after years of searching, they ultimately realize that the only person that is for you is your present self. Like, you're your own soulmate. Okay. Do you, A, start an intimate relationship with your ger- with your geriatric future self, <laughs> or B, reject your future self and knowingly condemn yourself to a life of empty relationships and ultimately a broken heart? Oh, my gosh. That's weird. And again, this, this one's kind of, like, super rough because you're actually in a re- very happy relationship with Stephanie. So, like, the entire yeah. idea behind this card is imagine that, like, that is destined to fail. Like, an 80-year-old Clearly, version yeah. of you comes from the future and says, nope, it's all meaningless. You are destined to be with me. Do you do that? Like, is that the right move? Or do you reject that? <laughs> that's a hard one because it's, like, you know, you're just... It, it's the inevitable, right? I mean, that it, I'm. It's my relationship is destined to fail. So, do I? It's a matter of, do I just want to ride this out every day, knowing that one day, right, it's gonna fail? Because there's, but who knows? What if I know me? I'm dramatic. What if, like, you know, what if her and I just decided to split up when we were 79? You know, and right. then I was just like, you know what, I'm. We can time travel now. It's really easy. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, I just, you, you know, split up at 79 back. and a year later, like, well, God dang it. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going back. back. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I don't. But assume, I, I but, think this presents another, like the weird dilemma here is that you're in a relationship. So this kind of insinuates that that falls apart. I'm single. So it's like, oh, well, that makes sense because I'm still single. So clearly future geriatric me is onto something. Right. So it's like, well, maybe I just do buckle up and say, yeah, it's me all the way, baby. Well, I guess this is assuming that you can't like that. 
it becomes like a weird time paradox thing if you let it. Right. I don't know if we're going to be doing that right now. Because you could, because now the future has changed, because the future you came back to change your past, essentially. Right. Because what if, what if now that you're aware of that, <laughs> right, that you, or something, and maybe you have these long talks, and, and and he he explains how it went to to get to that point, and things that your future self tried or whatever, and go, you know, what, I'm going to do things the opposite of what I tried to do, and see how that goes. You know what I mean? Maybe that could be different. Um. But I didn't know if we wanted to play the time paradox card or not because that could, I mean, the options could be limitless there. Because you kind of, well, because this is all about morality in, in in a way. So, true. like, what is the right thing to do? And you, you think maybe yeah. now that you know that, like, your 80-year-old self finds no one, maybe actually the right thing to do is to reject your future self because that is the self that you no longer wish to be and you are going to, like, become a different person. Risks that you wouldn't have taken you take oh, wow. people you would refuse mm-hmm. or normally wouldn't have talked to you like oh they wouldn't be interested in me well you're now you're like well screw it what do i have to lose i've seen what the future is if i don't so maybe you start doing things that would actually put you out there more and meet more people and increase your chances and then if you end up just fulfilling that cycle like maybe you know again t- time loops and stuff if you still fail when you turn 80 well apparently you have access to time travel when you turn 80 so you can give right. it another run yeah exactly. you know what i mean so yeah, like I, you know yeah no no i agree i i'm i'm with you and, and in my regard i think it would be he comes back to me i'm in a you know, a very happy relationship. And I think it would be kind of a similar thing where maybe I, I learn what happened and we just don't do what, you know, the things that led up to what happened and continue to, you know, refine and <laughs> refine probably the wrong. Well, I guess a, a relationship <laughs> does change and refine over time, but, you know, yeah. just like continue to build up that relationship um, in a direction that doesn't lead to that. So it's kind of a similar thing just for me it would be with, Steph, in this example. So, yeah, right. I is that the moral thing to do, though? Like, this is kind of a weird one with what's more moral? And that, that does make it what's super higher, weird. But, know. like, the whole start an intimate relationship with future you, at the end of the day, like, they're going to be a different person because they've had so many more experiences. They're a different person than you are, but it's also still you. So, like, in the weirdest way possible, you're still kind of lonely, right? You're It's just yeah. you again, right? If, you, right? if the reason your future you went to the past is because they're lonely, because, you know, like, nothing, you know, the, the, your past, past you is your soulmate or whatever. Right. At the end of the day, I feel like you, and maybe, it's weird because it's like maybe you do gain something by being in that relationship, but it's the geriatric version of you. So, like, if I'm I'm 30, if 80-year-old me comes to me and I'm 30, and he stays in the past, and 80-year-old me dies in 10 years from now, and I'm 40, well, I know I'm just lonely from 40 to 80 when I can go back to the past to meet me again for 10 years. Like, that's, like, insanely yeah. sad, right? <laughs> right. So maybe the, yeah. the, the best thing to do, the moral thing is to reject future me and say, you gave up too soon. Maybe maybe you got to go back. You got to see this thing through. Meanwhile, I'm going to be like doing everything I can to put myself out there now or something. I don't know. I think the I, right thing to do is to reject. I'm with you. I 100% agree. That's a super weird one, but I love it. That was weird. What a way to start. Oh, my God. So I'm just pulling these cards randomly from this deck. 
You are at a swingers party, and the person to your <laughs> right has an STI. Okay. Do you A, tell everyone, perhaps in the form of a board game? I don't know why that's there. <laughs> or B, not tell anyone because they are ugly and unlikely to have sex anyways. Oh, my God. Um, so, like, what you seems... basically what you're fighting out is that the person to your right you know has an STI, but they're also, like, horribly unattractive. Do you reveal to everyone that they have an STI, making them increasingly and additionally unattractive? Or do you keep it secret because you're like, well, they have no chance with anyone anyway? For me, it's pretty easy. For um, me, too. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely I do your part and, and let people know you don't have to pro. You don't have to like say, "Hey, everybody, this person has an STI." You don't have to do that. <laughs> but yeah, get the get the word around, um, or tell everybody somehow. Yeah, hundred percent. Because ideally, I think which is a uh, choice A or choice B. You can't really make it up beyond that. But ideally, I would probably want to approach that person first, so that maybe I can convince them to be upfront about it, so that any partners that they yeah. take on are aware of what they're getting into. Because that's the responsible adult thing to do. But if they're like, right not gonna do that and we're at a swingers party and it's like well this you're being you're being irresponsible and i don't want anyone else to have to have an sti because you're irresponsible so it's kind of like like you got to tell people at that point well yeah and in this situation it says that they're unattractive but unattractive means different or different things to different people so which you know it even says unlikely not guaranteed to not have sex with somebody so it's like Mm, uh, that's yeah that's still that's still too likely for right. me. Exactly. I do like yeah. I do like how A is like tell everyone, perhaps in the form of a board game. And it's like so oh, I guess yeah. it's if you're trying to be sly about it. Like I imagine we're at a party and it's like, oh, let's all gather around and play uh freaking um uh what's what's that uh uh game that 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 dirty card game that party game oh, that like cards against, cards against humanity yeah 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 i was gonna say it's super popular you're like playing that because you know there's a bunch of dirty jokes on those cards or whatever so you keep using cards against humanity to like hint to everyone to insinuate <laughs> like steve has an sti like every time you have something sti or std or something related card you're playing it and like talking about steve like you're just making it as clear as possible the- the the video maker in me is already picturing like a scene you yeah. know like this is this is like a like a bit and it's like you keep trying to give the hints and nobody's getting it and like and i finish them like damn it God, steve has an sti okay <laughs> and you just yell it at the table poor just steve finally reveal it and steve's like dude right <laughs> you're like you don't tell anybody <laughs> exactly yeah that decision's pretty clear, I think, for us. Yeah. People, the, the world needs to know Steve has an STI. Sorry, Steve. Yep. Sorry, Steve. All right. This one has no pretext. It's just A or B. Do you, A, fight a charging bear to save foreign tourists on a popular hiking trail, or B, push a tourist down and run for your life? Wait. Push it. Is the moral what? thing to do, right? Do you A, fight a charging bear to save foreign tourists on a popular hiking trail, or B, push a tourist down and run for your life? So there are both scenarios with the bear. The bear is in both. It, 
Okay, it confused me for a second. It's like, well, I'm just going to push a tourist and run? Like, yeah. what's the point? <laughs> do um, you push people for fun or do you fight a bear? Uh, I mean, that... <laughs> no. Well, if we're going moral, because once again, my decision, I'll say that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it is no doubt that I will lose to this bear <laughs> if I have to go <laughs> and fight it, right? So, like, uh, the pushing... I guess makes more sense if that's the only choice I can do, like push them out of the way, sort of thing. Because this is um, this uh, between A and B. Because obviously, like if you could invent your own, you'd be like, "Oh, I would just, run. I wouldn't push a tourist. I would just run." But that's not an option, right? So you, if you're gonna run, you have to be the dick that like pushes someone down. And I think the insinuation oh! there is that like the bear's probably gonna maul the poor tourist that you okay. pushed down. I'm glad you told it to me that way because i was thinking i was pushing them out of the way no you push them down <laughs> that's horrible push a tourist down and run for your life which like to get probably like to get yourself save, ahead or something yeah you're probably going to save yourself or at least have a better chance of saving yourself than a which is fighting a charging bear <laughs> okay now this is making more sense to make a decision because at first i'm thinking i, I mean I'll just push them out of the way and run. That's the best case scenario for both people. But I see what you mean. Um, yeah. Not away, uh, push down. So, like, I know between horrible, the though. two, I would rather like not fight a charging bear. But like, if I if you have to make the the argument, like, well, if the only way to run away is I have to push someone down, like that's like a horrible scenario where I feel it's like terrible. between the two, I would hope that I wouldn't be a like horrible enough to push someone down but i don't want to fight a charging bear <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no listen i i would say probably if the, yeah yes i think i think in that exact moment i'd like to think the same thing but probably i would want to get away from that bear i i have my life my family my blah 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 the thing is, is this, though is that if this were a more real scenario i maybe i wouldn't try and fight somebody but i also wouldn't push somebody down either like that's where it just gets so difficult right and that's where the yeah. the, the question of morality kind of comes up because the you think the obvious moral thing here is to say well clearly you have to fight the charging bear because pushing someone down and probably dooming them to their fate is immoral but now if you say a is the moral thing to do you're saying that anyone who doesn't want to fight a charging bear to save people <laughs> You know what right. I mean? It's like not choosing the moral option. I guess between these two, it's it's one of those weird things where it's like, well, you wouldn't want to ask someone to have to be the person that fights the bear. Like these other tourists apparently yeah. aren't fighting the bear. Why why does it have to be me? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. I do think Ugh. that between the two, I'm still leaning like you. I guess the moral thing is a be the hero rather than b yeah. be the villain. <laughs> if you're talking about morality, right? Right. Yeah, I guess it's just, I don't know. I I think, yeah, just from the outside looking in, that is probably the more moral thing. But personally, I mean, between those two, I guess I'm more the villain. Like, I don't know. We're doomed. Like, we're we're, we're doomed the first way. That bear's going to attack me. And who knows? If, if, it, if it knocks me out quick enough, it can still catch you, tourist. I don't know. See, it's, it's so hard to not try and expand from these just two very right. limited options. I guess you can kind of hope that maybe the charging bear thing, you, like you've seen like videos or whatever, like if you kind of like try to make yourself big and like, confident or whatever, bears get kind of freaked out by that. Like, yeah, bro, bro, I don't want to mess with that. Like I could maul you, but like it, 
this human's acting weird. I don't want to deal with that. So I guess yeah, the thing true. is like there is a gamble where it's like, do I try to fight a charging bear and hope that like it gives up, or am I just going to get mauled? <laughs> like, because people have right. been mauled by bears. It's not like that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. What a terrible situation, though. Oh my gosh. So I would say I would probably do be if we're if I'm honest. Like I'm not fighting a bear, but like the moral thing is to do a, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Once again, agreed. I'm with you. Like I hate I hate that, but like again, if this were a realistic now, scenario, if, you could just run, I guess. Now if now what if the bear has an STI, <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. So what if the bear has the an tourist. STI? Do you, do you tell the tourists before you push them down? <laughs> hey, I just want to let you know, uh, this bear's been around. I, I hate what that insinuates. It's like, why do I care? Is the bear going to screw me? Like, what? Like, am I going to have intimate relations with the bear before it mauls me and eats me? Which is actually funny. Oh, have just, you seen um, Baller's Gate 3 is like out now or whatever? And have you seen that as uh-huh. a druid class in that game, apparently you can get into a relationship with a bear? Because you oh can polymorph God. into a bear and you can be two bears in a relationship. That's that like a is thing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, but I, I hope someone would tell me if the bear has an STI. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would say it. Man, man. Making love to a bear, can I, let me just say, you, I mean, you'd have to be not just mentally prepared, but physically prepared for this. Like, <laughs> I just don't know how you could do that. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't remember uh. what it's called. Apparently, like, the number one um, most, like, read or reviewed or something book in Canada one year, a few back, in the romance genre, was a ro- like, a, a, like a, a smutty romance book between a woman and a bear. What? Like, it was, like, a best-selling book in Canada. Everyone is like, yeah, it was, it was something like, hang on, best selling Canada bear romance. <laughs> what a weird search. It's just called Bear. Bear is a novel by Canadian author Marion Engel, published in, oh, 1976. It won the Governor General's Literary Award the same year. Odd. Okay, well, it tells you the know story what? of a lonely archivist sent to work in northern Ontario, where she enters into a sexual relationship with a bear. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to see the cover of this book. It's like it's like this girl What's with no again? top. It's just called Bear. So type bear in Bear, nineteen seventy six, Canada. And it's this bear like behind this girl, like wrapping its arms around her, and she's got she's just topless. <laughs> Okay, wait. I have to see this. I'm you have right to now. see the cover of this of this book. Let's see. Hang on. I'll copy link and wow. send it. Do you yep, see, I it? see it? That's <laughs> amazing. This doesn't look real. <laughs> this is so strange. I kind of want to read it. Anyway, <laughs> we could do that after our, our Adventure Time book club. We could yeah. do a book after club our, with Bear. Yeah. After we watch Adventure Time, we're gonna read Bear, and we'll. T- we really could though. <laughs> we this that, might be- <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, we'll talk about it. That is, right. yeah, that is interesting. So, wow. Anyway, all right. Next uh, moral <laughs> dilemma. Uh, now that I'm all I'm all hot and bothered by this bear situation. This bear knows how to love a man. <laughs> 
Oh, God, that's a reference lines. that no one listening will remember. But our yep. shout out to our buddy to Robbie, yep. um, Rob Robert. I don't know what I don't. I always called him Robbie, but I doubt he goes by Robbie anymore. You know what I mean? Probably Robert, if I were to guess. Yeah, probably. He's an adult now. I don't know what's his right. adult name. Um, I haven't talked to him in a long time. But we shot a film, and there was this like wood statue of a bear in the park, and we were they shot a scene. He was just his line was this bear knows how to love a man. And uh, it was never used. <laughs> they, we never actually used it. It's pretty good. <laughs> but I have a clip of him somewhere. Uh, Next, uh, that's going to go to your director's cut in Caesar. It's never going to happen. Yeah, for my uh, my my thirty year uh, anniversary video or my th- remaster. Yeah, you just keep adding a decade to that remaster. You notice that? Yeah. Pushed back. <laughs> it was ten year at one point. Um, here's another quandary here as we're getting close to wrap up. Your significant other has been poisoned. There are two antidotes, both of which have a side effect. Do you, A, choose the antidote that causes your significant other to become extremely mentally handicapped for life, or B, choose the antidote that causes your significant other to become irreversibly physically deformed beyond recognition? Okay. What? <laughs> that is, wow. You are significantly poisoned if these are your two antidotes. This is awful. Um so f- completely physically deformed. The physical okay, so- yeah, the physical one says deformed beyond recognition. And I'm like, do you become a blob or do you just like another person? Like that's what know. I got confused about because I heard deformed, but then I just heard unrecognizable and I thought, yeah, do you just look different? I guess you or look different, deform. but like unrecognizably different, which is kind of wild to try to imagine. I assume like they'd still look like a person, like a human. I'm assuming okay. not like she becomes a blobfish or something. I'm assuming. I th- think. I think my answer and the moral choice are different again for me. Um, I think my answer would be. I'll say that first, then I'll explain why I think it's different than the moral one. My yeah. answer would be to 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 change the look right. to look like a totally different person. But I think you know where I'm going with this, though. But this is basically I'm making this. This is my decision, even though like I know my significant other, and and it's all about knowing your significant other in this moment. Obviously, and you like getting their feedback, assuming you can get their feedback in that moment or whatever, because that you're making this decision for them. And right. I don't know. And like if, if if and if like if if they always struggle with how they look and then they change how they look completely and it's even worse or something, you yeah. just ruin them for life. Um, and they are completely conscious and can process that any way they've always been able to. And yeah, they could that's suffer. a tough thing right there. With a lot of like depression issues and identity issues, I could see that being really hard. Yeah. I mean, either of these would be hard, and but at least with the extremely like whatever extremely mentally handicapped means, um, at least maybe then you could hold in the comfort that if they're not like aware of their own mental handicaps, then they can at least maybe still live happily, right? Not dealing with right the it's, that it's basically level of it. It's basically either making it more difficult for you or more difficult for them. That, you know, it's difficult for both parties either way, but I think right. 
you know what I'm trying to say, though? I think it's it heightens for one or the other. But I think that's my answer for, like, the I guess probably the the higher moral choice for me. I'm curious what your answer is, too, but would be the, um, I guess, the mentally handicapped one. Like, severely, apparently. Severely mentally handicapped. Right. Because, obviously, that, that, that varies by degree, largely. But if it's severe, you know, that's that's going to be a life changer for both of us. Because I kind of see what the this but. question's trying, on the surface, trying to get you to do. It's trying to get you to say, is it, you know, do we value morally, um, like, uh, looks or um, looks personality or, yeah. or whatever more? I see on the surface, that's what they're doing. But I kind of agree with you in the sense that if you, f- like, irreversibly physically deform someone beyond recognition like and people have been in like really badly deforming accidents before and have you know you learn to cope with your situation it's not like this doesn't happen to people just not necessarily with poison and wild antidotes right so like that stuff happens but that is a very serious I feel like if you do the physical but, deformation in a, in a different way, you're not m- maybe mentally handicapping them, but you're probably also delivering a um, uh, some kind of disabling mental health, you know, in some way. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring this up. So like you said, like, you know, in relationships, people get, you know, they become that way or, if it, you know, deformation from maybe like a really bad burn accident, like accidents happen, that stuff happens. The difference, and you cope with that, like you said, the difference is that we're making that choice for them. For someone like we're else. We're making a decision to to do that. And just the implications behind that alone, right? Once again, if, if they absolutely go through this, you know, depressive spiral and they can't get out of it because, and they're having identity issues, you did that. And then you already said before, you know, if you pick the other route, you know, especially if it's severe, um, I'm I'm assuming that you know they're not going to be able to probably really process and go through the, those same emotions that would tear them limb, you know, tear them apart because they just can't. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that all works, but if it's severe, I doubt they'll be able to really process that the same way. Which um, also and just to throw a wrench at that, maybe just because you can't like process it fully. Maybe you end up getting to the point where you kind of start to get it because you're so handicapped, you can't fully process it. So it becomes a point of aggravation and frustration. So that could be bad, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And because I'm going to I'm going to throw another wrench in the system here because I'm kind of with you. I like your explanation and I'm leaning towards the moral move is to say a um, with the extreme mental handicap. However, then I started thinking about it. What if I was the significant other? Again, you're making the decision for your significant other. If I was the significant other, I'm the poisoned one. I, I'm the one that has to take the antidote. Which one would I rather have if I was the victim? And I don't want to lose my mind. Right. I would rather be horribly physically disfigured beyond recognition and just have to deal with that. It won't be pleasant. It won't be fun. But, you know, I'm a poison victim. So, like, I, this isn't fun either way. So I'm just thinking if it were me, and not everyone has to agree with me, obviously. Everyone can kind of have their own opinion on this. But if it were me, I would rather take the physical deformation than I would the mental one. Because at least with the mental one, I can, like, at least with the physical one, I can still have my mind. I can still think. I can still, 
in my mind know who I was, who I am. I can still process. I can still communicate. And and to your favor, the processing, like, you know, let's hope, obviously this is a major, major change, but hopefully it, it may take a long time, but because you, our mind would still be there, we're able to process that maybe to a point to where we're, it, it happened. It is what it is. I'm going to be able right. to mentally move forward from this. And then life just continues on. Um, so with all of that in mind. That's impossible I, the other way. Yeah, I kind of think choosing the, like going with A, the mentally handicapped thing, is the more moral option. Is also kind of maybe not doing enough service to our significant others for being strong individuals. Not giving them the chance to overcome right what a physical deformation might do to them mentally. Mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah. It kind of circles all the way back around here a little bit. Like, uh, I, I, where, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. f- mental versus physical, but also physical is kind of mental. Like, kind of going around, I was leaning A based on how you described it, but then when I asked myself which one I would rather have and why, I think the moral option is B, to physically deform your significant other but at least their mind is still intact. I mean, it just obviously the implications of what their mind's going to go through, but we right. already talked about that to begin with. It's, but, t- it's tough either way. And they, I, you, you worry like I mean, what it would do to the relationship to your, to your significant other. But I think the moral thing is to give them that fighting chance to do that for themselves. You, they're not getting the option to pick the antidote. The least you can do is give them yeah. the option to fight it. it that's, that's what I'm you know, thinking. And that is what I said earlier, too. It's like we're making this choice for them, and you, you need you also need to know who they are. And I feel like for most people, though, giving them the chance, you worded that in a way that I really liked. I I think I'm going to I think I'll jump ship with you on that one. And I think you're right. I think you're right. I agree. Um, that was kind of tough. So I guess that was that was the toughest one right there. And I think that's an excellent one um, to end on on this episode. Let us know what you thought of these okay. uh, moral dilemmas. Uh, we we can do this again. We can have more in the in the future. We can go through some more like quandaries. Yeah, really these are be fun. Profound. This is kind of like this, this is kind of like the red button kind of. Yeah, like would you I push like the it. button? Yeah, I almost thought about doing that um, actually for today's episode, and then I remembered that I had this game. Like, no, let's do something like super different. Because yeah, I, I like it, I hadn't looked at these cards in a long, long time, and I wanted to do something that kind of made us think. Kind of like we've been doing profoundish for a year. I wanted to do something that's like profound in some way. So well, you know, no, I want to think it. Yeah, I want. I want to use your weight old head to wait old bit. I want to use my brainium and my cranium. Now let's go read bear. Now we're gonna go read bear. Of a... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize for some reason I thought this was a more recent book, but from 1976. But um. Yeah, that we're gonna we're gonna watch some Adventure Time and read Bear. In the meantime, Alex, where do we find you? You can find me at alexduquette.net. Um, I do a lot of music stuff. I have original music. I also have a, a YouTube series where I uh, where I, I just do YouTube videos where I make medleys of various uh, theme songs. So check that out. Also, you know what? While you're there, you can head over to the podcast tab and listen to two podcasts. You can listen to profoundish it's actually right there you can listen to it and then you can also listen to uh the two-piece podcast um where uh, steph and i the significant other that i have to either completely have deformed or have her brain taken away <laughs> um she uh her and i 
compare and contrast our top fives on a variety of topics. We're, they're always very different. And sometimes we learn a little bit about stuff along the way, too. It's a lot of fun. So check that out. Sorry, Weston. I had to give the, no. the, the other podcast plug. I, I do it semi-frequently on the show in myself, for sure. Go listen That's to true. It. Yeah. Why don't you tell people about your pod? Uh, I have an episode out. At least one by the time this comes out, if not several more, hopefully. I rec- I recently recorded, because I've, I've been on hiatus, I recently recorded uh, the other night. So, yeah, I've got a podcast right. called A Hasty Podcast. It goes on, like, frequent hiatuses. So, like, give it a follow on Spotify or YouTube, you know, the same places that you find Profoundish. Um, and then every now and again, it might, you know, a new episode will drop in your inbox. And it's me. It's a solo podcast where I talk about what's on my mind, which is usually something news related or something like popular media related. And I just gas for like an hour. And it's, uh, yeah, I, some people have told me that they're impressed that I can just literally just talk to myself for an hour. Um, so, yeah. That's my podcast. Uh, say hi to me on Twitter at Weston Hasty. It's not called Twitter anymore, but I, I don't X. Uh, <laughs> I've got a website, WestonHasty.com. Right. Check out my gaming stuff on, on uh, YouTube at Magic Man Mo. That's where you can find me. And uh, you've been listening to Profoundish. Follow us on the Twitter or X or Instagram or TikTok at Profoundish Pod. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, five stars, wherever you're listening to this if you haven't done it already. But whatever you do, thank you all for listening. And until next time. I had to throw you off there. I gotta match your energy somehow. I like that. The, the, it's a little fumbly, but I like it. What's the SpongeBob battle cry? Oh, oh, it's like a. Or is that little, little, little? That's Patrick. Little, 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 little.